What up? We're back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We are one week away from July 4th, a date that means absolutely nothing to Javier Haas, but means a lot. What do you mean? It, the... it, means, it means a lot. It, it, it means I'm I give you half a day off. Markets are closed <laughs> half of the day. Um, it's all about you, Javi. It's all about you. No, I, I was now totally we celebrate. We, we celebrate independence, crap. right? Like we, uh, as a Latino, I understand, right? We lived a very similar situation, right? Instead of, 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 of uh, the UK being our colonizer, we had um, Spain or Portugal, depending on, on, on the country down here. But but it was a, a, a tough time. So I celebrate uh, independence. I celebrate freedom. And I celebrate no taxation without representation, which hey. uh, applies very well to the cannabis industry. We'll be talking a lot about the cannabis industry, but let's get that. Hold on. We talk about really? cannabis here? We talk about cannabis here? What? Really? What? No, no, no. I'm I just kidding. Know. I agree. Okay. Aaron, get us started. What are we watching today, man? Let's go. We have a fun day today. I know. We have a fun week this week with some interviews. We're starting today with a really big tech player in the space and iHeartJane and their CEO. Uh, And then we will have some awesome interviews for you on Thursday. We're skipping next Tuesday, of course, for the fourth. But all that said, guys, getting a few plugs out of the way now. BZCannabis.com, our agenda. The content is shaping up. Uh, The sentiment. In the space, Javi, love your opinion on this, man. The sentiment come end of September could be completely different than right now could in the be. cannabis industry. I mean, well, it could be, it may not so be. So many times, so many times. But here's one thing that is certain. There's one award show. <laughs> there is one award show that clearly is the most important in the cannabis industry, in the cannabis space. Uh, and there is only one day left to nominate your favorite companies, your favorite advocacy groups, your favorite investors, your favorite people for a Benzinga Cannabis Capital Award. Go to Benzinga.com slash cannabis after the show, not now, but after the show, and check out the article titled, Only One Day Left to Nominate Your Cannabis Business for the Industry's Most Prestigious Award. You'll find out how you can nominate for the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Awards. The one thing I'm going to tell you is don't miss out. It's an entire year of bragging rights. Yeah. Feels pretty Make sure daunting. you get yours. That's what I'm saying, man. Make sure, you know, this is a chance to be honored. We will look at every single application, we being the judges who are actually third party. <laughs> They're not, mm-hmm. nothing to do with Benzinga. Uh, but they will look at every single application uh to to make sure that everybody's being considered so it doesn't matter how large how small uh, we're looking at quality here that being said you know looking at sentiment i'm going back to that conversation a bit i I don't know do you follow don murphy on on twitter javier i don't so so. don murphy lobbyist you know kind of a a known republican but very very pro-cannabis lobbyist in dc uh he put out a tweet basically maybe like a week ago, I think, where basically Senator Daines was frustrated because uh, it seems Democrats are no longer content with the safe banking bill as it was, or that's what he was hinting to at least. Put out a tweet today saying this AM in Politico, uh, I guess he's quoting Politico here, 
that the Senate is about to kick into a new gear with a burst of bipartisan efforts, including safe banking. Schumer has been working hard and effectively on marijuana banking per Senator Danes. Uh, so a different change in tone. Again, I feel like I'm getting seasick man. going up and down here. Um, but all that said, man, it's so many times. It's a different headline every week in terms of the the third party info we get. But that being said, all I'm saying is you could see a completely different sentiment. You could see a very similar sentiment come September 27th. Uh, but but we'll see. We'll see if anything happens prior to the end of July when they go in recess. Indeed, indeed. What's on your mind today, Javi? I want to shout out some some journalists, right? You know, I, I'm going to start with with some All of right. the recipients of, of of last year's Benzinga Cannabis Capital Awards. A uh, call at marijuana moment. I remember we picked him as, I mean, a cherry of, of experts, but Benzinga in general. We picked him as the best policy reporter. Jeremy Burke as the best business reporter. John Capetta as the best uh, lifestyle reporter. Uh, and I want to shout out two other writers. Uh, one is Caitlin Donahue, who is releasing her new book, Weed, Cannabis so Culture good. in the Americas. And that is a book about cannabis for teenagers. Awesome book, launching September 5th. And the other one is a shout out for a good friend, uh, Colombian living in Mexico, but writes for U.S. media outlets, Santiago Rodriguez Tarditi, a uh, very well-known uh, editor of the of the book High on Design. And he's been uh, writing a, a series of profiles on successful stoners for us, for Benzinga and El Planteo. Uh, and this, this week, we profiled Maria Aurela de Faria, who is a very, very well-known Venezuelan actress, 1.5 million followers in, on Instagram. Go check it out on benzinga.com slash cannabis after the show. I love that. I'm just going to say this right now. Jeremy Burke is amazing, but we're never going to win our own awards. Javier Hase is by far the best business reporter in the country. That's why we have others. Look, I'm Hands gonna... down, y'all. Uh, Go read so his awesome. stuff. Gonna 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 this is my, hey, my high times 100 award. You're, you're, you're sick, dude. Seriously. But that being said, <laughs> I, I can pump you up all day, but it's not why people are watching nah. us. Uh, so that being said, I, have you seen all the AI stuff come out this week? Uh, in Canada, yeah, Forbes Spring article big. on Monday, oh. Spring Big Today. Seems one? like AI is starting to become a pretty big topic of conversation in the industry. But Spring Big launches a basically a marketing assistant tool to write some email mm-hmm. campaign copy for retailers. Like, like I would say, hey, I am not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I I would be interested in hearing our guests' thoughts today on AI. Um, you know, seeing oh, if that's have a bunch, topic sure. of conversation for them. It may not be Talk uh, in the backstage, uh, nod or, or, or disagree. If you have thoughts on AI sock, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> See, I, you know, we're going to have a panel at our event, AI and machine learning and cannabis. And it's going to be, I, I think, I think more important than people realize, but that being said, what role it plays in this industry, I don't think is yet determined. Um, so anyways, man, what else is on your mind? Give us a few more stories before we get sock on. So Miami beach is getting a psychedelic therapy treatment, uh, that will offer ketamine based, uh, infusion therapies. Uh, very, very interesting. Tikkun urban tikkun, uh, as a reminder means to change, uh, or heal right in, in Hebrew. It's like tikkun olam is fix the world. This very interesting concept. So they're calling it tikkun urban. So you know, to heal in this urban space. Uh, very interesting. Former NFL All-Pro Deshaun Jackson signed uh, to join a CBD company as a spokesperson and stakeholder. Big shout out to Pineapple Inc. Yeah. for closing that deal. 
Yeah, and also Pineapple back on the OTCQB. Yeah, man. Did you see that that That's spike huge. in the shop? Do we have a chart? I, I think like July 12th. Yo, PNPL. Like Aaron Thomas, PNPL. If you can pull that up for us, my guy. Uh, but, I mean, it was huge. People like, they they hey, they have a great location for their dispensary. Uh, at Hollywood and Vine, I think. Uh, they have a lot of celebrity uh, networks there. Sean uh, is, uh, I would say, a hustler of hustlers when it comes to CEOs. Uh, but man, they do CBD, they do distribution, they do wellness. I, I, I gotta Sean, say, man, they're they're all of a sudden the top of co- topic of multiple conversations within the last thirty six hours. And I'm hearing there's a lot more to come because Sick. this is a publicly traded company, and I'm bound by journalist source confidentiality. You but better. I'm gonna say, keep an eye out. You better Stay tell me. You better tell me. I'm going to be mad at you if you don't tell me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it came back to earth a little bit, but man, what? It's like Mount Everest there. (laughs) Good Lord. What happened? Yeah. I I would say you got short. Like, listen, cannabis stocks are going to be the um, attacked by shorts no matter what, you know, and then then you have people selling for fear. It's just the, it's just what it is for cannabis stocks. They don't make sense. With that being said, I mean, look at the excitement that, that caused shareholders and probably just in investors alike. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, that's definitely a stock to watch, y'all. Javier, one more storyline. Rapid fire. Few headlines. Burner's Cookies is launching its uh, wholesale seed bank business, uh, offering award-winning genetics in the U.S., the EU, the U.K., and Thailand. Uh, according to Wall Street Journal reports, Elon Musk is microdosing on ketamine to treat depression. And a Benzinga exclusive Jetty extract uh, is launching its solventless extracts in the Colorado market. Uh, and one more, actually, uh, because I think Socrates will be interested in, in, in maybe weighing in on this one. But a Senate committee approved a bill, a bill allowing uh, VA physicians to recommend medical marijuana in legal states. This means that veterans are one step closer to being ac- able to access medical marijuana. Fantastic. Well, here's the hoping they finish the job this time. So all that said, Javier, wonderful news flow today. Aaron Thomas. Let's bring on a better-looking, cooler uh, third guy to this podcast, Socrates Rosenfeld, CEO uh, of iHeartJane. What is up, Socrates? How are you, sir? Hey, Elliot. Javier, good to see you both again. You guys are... See you again, man. It's been a bit. Glad to have you back on the show. Uh, You know, we, we talked a little bit about you before, uh, we, we got some really good insights uh, on, you know, what you're doing. You know, if you all didn't see that, please go back and listen. Uh, you can give us a quick high level, but I think we're here to really chat on some major news, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on guys. Uh, you're better than a second cup of coffee, man. It's good. You got good energy. You must be on the East Coast. <laughs> I'll take that as a guy who, uh, drinks way too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So, hey, man, give us a little give us a little uh, recap. Well, what is the news that we're covering today? Sure. Yeah. So we uh, we announced very exciting announcement. Um, Jane, which has launched its e-commerce business a few years ago. We have an advertising business now um, launched our point of sale and payments business. We call it in-store infrastructure and very excited um, talking about ML. We've been we're working on that in the background for about five years now. So saw 
kind of where where this industry was headed and the tech ecosystem was headed and, and really excited to inject some of that into um, into the in-store experience and take what we've learned and what we believe to be a best-in-class e-commerce experience and pull that into the into the store to help our retail partners and, and our brands and ultimately the, the customers. The, the other day uh, we had, um, well, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Patrick Rea from Poseidon Investment Management on the show. And I remember one of the things he said is, is um, cannabis tech companies, especially, but many cannabis companies, but especially tech companies are pivoting toward payments as a way to drive profitability, to raise rounds at flat or slightly up valuations. Do you agree with this as a strategy? Do you, and, and, and if so, like, why do you decide to get into payments? Yeah, really this <laughs> promised land that. <laughs> uh, so I have some thoughts on that. Number one, we don't do anything uh, to raise the next round. We do things for what's right for the business, and hopefully, the market um, appreciates that and rewards that. This is why people are getting into payments in in general, and then I'll I'll break it down for for cannabis. But um, in general, payments is a commodity, right? Uh, 10, 20 years ago, you had payment companies. World Pay, a bunch of these big, big payment companies that had subsellers, ISOs, agents out there selling a commodity and they would compete on rates. Um, and there was margin there. There was really big businesses built on that. And then you started to see technology companies basically being the chassis into which this payments business can be inserted. Square, right, is a good example of that. They're the tech company. Here they are processing and probably partnering with pure payment companies, giving up all the margin to payment companies. And Square's looking at them saying, well, it's a commodity. Why don't we get involved in the, into this space, right? You saw this with Stripe, you saw this with Toast. It's, it's Shopify, Amazon. It's a natural extension. And so what this means now is it's just, if you are involved in commerce as a technology company and you're not working towards getting into the payments ecosystem, you're leaving a lot of value on the table. And vice versa, if you're a payments company that can't wrap its commodity inside a differentiated service offering, mm -hmm. usually software, then you're in a tough spot. Yeah. So um, why that is now pertinent double clicking into cannabis is um, you're not going to get to profitability on SaaS alone, right? I'll let you guys tell me how many stores are out there in the U.S., but it's anywhere from like, I don't know, 5,000 to 9,000 or North America, right? No company really can get to profitability, even if you controlled 100% of the market, which is, you know, not, not realistic. So then you got to see where, where, the, where is actually the exchange of capital and where can you get involved in that? And that's really, you can't do that online, right? Jane processed about 4 billion and GMV last year, we really couldn't what? take any percentage of that. Is that four billion with a B? With a B, yeah. What the? Wow. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I was just. No, like, Benzinga oh, okay. should be covering that. Uh, but now I guess now you are. I think are. we will do. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you have companies like other online players that are processing probably large volume as as well, but unable to actually monetize on that transaction. In fact, you know, one day when legalization takes place, it'll be a very good day for Jane and other e-commerce providers because then you can process a Visa or MasterCard and you can take a small, you know, processing fee. I'm not talking about the 20, 30 percent, 
you know, fee that an Uber or DoorDash takes, but just a small, small percentage of processing that. Well, you can't do that. The only place you can do that in cannabis is now inside the store. Right. So you saw that with now, you know, Dutchie was a big uh, kind of first mover into that because they they saw what how well that worked out for toast. Um, you see you're seeing others, you know, other point of sale providers getting involved in that. So it's it's less so a uh, like a nice to have to dangle in front of an investor. It's an absolute necessity if you want to get profitable in the space. It's not going to be via SaaS and you have to start working your way into that transactional revenue. And right now, the only place to, to capture that transactional revenue is inside the store. And you can't just have a payments business and try to get inside the store. It's tough, right? You're seeing a lot of payment companies, and I won't name them, now buying up point of sale businesses because they're realizing they need a chassis into which they can insert their payments commodity. And so that's the decision that we made. But to be very clear, it's not it's not any secret sauce. It's just good positioning, compliance, relationships, et cetera. You're competing on rates. But really what gets you inside that store is do you have the right software and the best software out there? And, um, you know, that that's what we're investing in. It, it really seems like there is a race to be a part of retail right now. I, I think in a lot of ways, right? You know, I think it, I was talking to um, um, somebody who I would consider an expert earlier this week, uh, basically saying that retail is the one segment where if you run a healthy business, you can be efficient, you can be, uh, you can have margin, you can be profitable, you know, you can, you know, you can stay afloat. Uh, in this crazy <laughs> cannabis market. But it also seems like we saw Leaf Trade acquire Swede uh, in, in one way. We've seen other companies uh, expand their retail offerings. Uh, it, it seems that that's a big focus just to, to look at, at what you're saying. But we're also seeing some companies expand outside uh, of cannabis. Is that is that an opportunity for you all as you expand what you're so, doing? We see Spring Big looking at, I think, at marketing opportunities. We see... Uh, maybe trees looking outside. I'm curious, what does that look like for it's you? It's a great Michael? question, man. This has been our philosophy. Um, it's not that you can grow. It's how you want to grow. Um, I haven't seen a tech company outside of Jane grow in this space organically and without acquisition. So you take Dutchie, for instance, buying point of sales, right? Weed Maps bought a, bought a bunch of portfolio companies. <clears throat> um, it is an indicator to me that they understand the ingredients. They might not understand how to cook it up themselves, if that makes any sense. When we started Jane, we focused maniacally on one core product with the intention to not only move adjacently to other service offerings like advertising, like point of sale, there are other ideas that we have that we're going to continue to work up the value chain. That's why we invested in our catalog. And I do want to talk about the catalog inside the point of sale because it'll get to your AI ML um, topic that you guys addressed you know, at the beginning of the show. We actually view, Elliot, the, the exact same approach if and when it makes sense for us to move outside of the industry. We have 10 software patents um, on our capabilities to run omni-channel e-commerce. No one was talking about uh, point of sale integration and catalog in 2017 when, when we were out there. People thought we were crazy. They didn't really understand. Now you can't talk to a, a, an e-commerce company that won't say they, 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 uh, they integrate into the point of sale. We have patents on that capability. 
we, we've been approached by other companies outside of cannabis to pull our technology into other retail verticals like alcohol, like fashion, like groceries, not because we're a big flashy cannabis company, but we have core infrastructure that is proving the benefit of online to offline technology. And, and we've invested in that. We don't buy our way into that. We don't say, oh, well, at some point we got to get into a point of sale. Let's just buy it so we can say we have a point of sale. What we're looking at is how do we take our e-commerce infrastructure and move that into the in-store infrastructure? How do we take our e-commerce infrastructure and move that into an advertising business organically? That's for me, that's what I look out for in terms of like looking at competitors or looking at potential partners who can grow adjacencies off their core infrastructure. That's mm -hmm. that's a technology I want to pay attention to. Um, uh I'll, pa I'll, I'll pause there. So yes, we do have we do have the capabilities to go outside of of cannabis. There is too much opportunity in this space, and quite frankly, mm -hmm. there's too much need for technology to help continue to serve this industry in a time when retailers and brands need it the most. Mm. You know, I, I love the team at Spring Big, longtime partners. Man, doing. I, I hope they're spending as they have a business to run. Right. And they got to go and you know, create value and they're on the public exchange and all these things. And I, I completely get that and I respect that. But man, they've done a lot of great work in this industry for a long time. I hope they continue to double down on that because it's needed. Right. Um, and, and I say that to, to all tech companies because, man, we need it now more than ever. And that's our commitment to the space. We're not here just to run a business. We're here to run a, a successful business that can help support an industry to grow. Um, so that's that's kind of been our, our thinking that we'd like to grow not through acquisition, but through organic growth. And that takes a lot of discipline and understanding and in a, in a vision on the on where you want to take the technology. And our vision does transcend outside of the industry at some point when that makes sense, but not anytime soon. I have like an unrelated question in a, in a, in a sense, right? I'm thinking a little bit about e-commerce and your your consumer facing offerings, right? The, yeah. the, the, the heart of our iHeartJane, right? The, the the origin of iHeartJane is, is a marketplace. Do you only it's actually not, Javier. It is it's, not. It's, no, I think a lot of people, like they call us iHeartJane because it's iHeartJane.com. And yeah. I, get a, I get a fat F on branding as a founder <laughs> CEO, but it's, it's okay. Um, we, we really are a B2B play. The reason why we were we consumer facing is that still as a consumer, I can't shop on any other platform other than iHeartJane.com or our iOS app, the Jane app, where I can compare by price and I can read reviews and I get real time product availability. That's why we've created that, but we're not really investing in that yet. At some point we might. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. That that is that is good to understand. So wait, so but is it used? Is is it is the platform being used by a large number of people currently? Or yeah, or oh yeah, yeah. There's a def definitely a sizable audience that gravitates towards iHeartJane.com or the Jane app, but it is it pales in comparison to the amount of volume that that um, that gets pushed to first party systems, you know, like like a dispensary's website, and that's really where. I would argue probably over ninety percent of our focus is as a, as a business. But again, we can't we can't ignore the consumer experience. Mm -hmm. And at some point, the Jane app and iHeartJane.com will, will, I think, be something that we prioritize. But certainly, the industry is not is not ready for it. And again, it's we're here to build for the retailers and the brands. 
that's really okay. What I'm, I'm curious as to why then. Like, why do you think it, it there's like not enough interest, right? If and and because the question I was going to ask originally is like, why isn't there paraphernalia there and everything mm. related to weed in there, right? Yeah, like, it's a good I still, I am still to find a one-stop shop to find everything related to weed in one e-commerce website. I would want to go to one website and buy my papers, potentially a bong, some weed, maybe a drink, and whatever, something else. Let's say the yeah. munch. Like, why, why is not a, like all of that available in one app? Maybe like we see yeah. Uber Eats in Canada. It's a, it's, a, it's a great question. I'm probably not, if I'm buying paraphernalia, I'm probably going to another online platform like Amazon, I'm going to the head shop, or I'm going to, you know, my, my favorite, you know, uh, bong company or, or like, you're not really buying papers at a dispensary. Are you, I don't even know if they, they sell papers. I don't even think they can sell non-regulated things. I paper. mean, I don't know. I, I would want to, right. That's, that's the whole point. Like I, you I buy don't papers wanna... when you go into the dispensary. I mean, I don't buy papers. They send me enough. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do. I do. Like, to be honest, like, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. I, in certain places, it's like, yeah, just give me the weed. I need the papers. I need a lighter. Right. Imagine right. I just arrived in California. Right. If, well, we, if we, sell, we sell that stuff. I would yeah. We, we actually do thing. sell that stuff online. So if it's our thing is we don't want to disintermediate the retailer. We're not here. If the retailer is carrying a grinder and Jane mm -hmm. sells its own grinder. That's not what we do. We're not, we're not trying to be Amazon. What we do do is we take all the merchandise at the dispensary and we, and we push that onto their online menu. We push that onto leafly.com. There might be a big announcement here with another top of funnel consumer marketplace that's integrated with us here pretty soon. We have the Jane app, et cetera. So if you do shop at Elliot's dispensary and you normally go in there and buy an eighth and a grinder and a lighter and some papers, then you can just go on their online menu and we will replicate that and you can do the exact same thing. So as long as it's being sold at, you know, at on the store shelves at our dispensary partners, we will absolutely make that available. If it's not, it's not really, I don't, I think you start getting into an Amazon like um, problem where Amazon's going to naturally try to push their own first party products and disintermediate the third party sellers we will never do that uh, because it, it just confuses the relationship. Our retailers mm -hmm. know like, cool, Jane doesn't have its own products. Jane isn't growing. Right, they don't have Jane essentials. It, ex exactly. But, you know, maybe not a, a bad idea one day far in the future, Javier, but really we're, I'm, what we're trying to do is prove a different model whereby you can have a tech provider and not compete against that tech provider, right? Restaurants compete against DoorDash. Brands mm -hmm. compete against Amazon. That is not what we're trying to create at Jane. So we have to stay pretty disciplined um, and, and thoughtful in our approach and in what we do and, and do not sell. But yeah, you, so you can you can buy that stuff. It's very, very rare that people actually do buy lighters and papers. They usually just go to the gas station and get it, you know, for a lot cheaper. My last question, we'll end on this one. I would love it if you have like, a single thought on maybe like the most shocking, most promising, most um, revealing consumer habit. Uh, I'd be interested in in your data point and your perspective on the consumer as it stands right now. 
Uh, is there something that we can look for uh, as you know, third-party viewers of this industry uh, to look at buying patterns and and maybe what's happening on the consumer side right now? Um, well, I think what some things that it doesn't shock me, but might shock some of your listeners is that consumer demand is still growing significantly. Great. There are still new shoppers coming into the space every single day. I mean, we. I won't disclose our end user number. We're in the tens of millions and that's that's growing significantly uh, year on year with no signs of slowing down. So that's a very good sign for us. Like I talked to a lot of investors and they're, you know, they're they're doomsday on cannabis. Oh, my God, it's it's kind of falling apart. I'm like, no, uh, more customers are gravitating to the space who were drinking alcohol on Friday nights are now consuming cannabis. More people who are turning 21, right, are now we're seeing college kids. They don't like binge drinking as much. They like to use psychedelics and, and, and cannabis. That's what they're gravitating for. So I'm probably more bullish than I've ever been on consumer demand because it has weathered these volatile times like COVID, et cetera. Um, what, what is surprising to me is that, you know, and this is back to your to your point, Javier, where a lot of people think like, you know, hey, we're, we're pushing marketplace. We have to meet the customer wherever they want to be met. The customer wants to go and visit their local dispensary like we all visit our local grocery store, right? It's not necessarily the best safe way down the street for me, but it's convenient. Mm -hmm. I know where everything is in the aisles. Yeah. I, I, you know, I go to the gym, I come back, I go to the grocery store. It's, it's right there. I'm not, yeah. you know, on Instacart trying to find all my products. Maybe maybe one day when it's more convenient to do so, I, I might do that. But in cannabis, there's been a, a really kind of, I don't know about the word loyalty coming up, but just a, a um, kind of just a natural gravitation towards the retailer versus going to a brand's website or going to a third party marketplace. They like to go visit www.dispensary.com, um, which is interesting because that's not really the way we shop for other retail packaged goods. We mm -hmm. usually like to compare by price. We like to get reviews, recommendations. But people here are just going to their dispensary over and over and over again because I think that's the most comfortable for them. And, uh, you know, that, that's wonderful because now it's supporting local businesses and people can form a relationship with their community and their consumer base. So that that's a, a, an interesting one. So maybe those those two are awesome. interesting insights. No, that, that's fantastic, Socrates. I really appreciate that. It's been an awesome interview, man. It's good to catch up. Good to hear what's growing with you, what, what's how things are going. But uh, I don't think you're done. <laughs> I can't wait no. to hear more. See what's next, man. You know, cannabis is far, far from being done. Uh, there's so much business happening. And I tell people that every day. Uh, people want to do business. Entrepreneurs aren't just laying down and giving up. Uh, people are fighting for this industry. Uh, I think it's, it's yeah, important man. for us to hear from entrepreneurs like yourself uh, who are continuing to innovate. So thanks for being here with us, man. Yeah, of course, man. I, I will say one, one thing. It's like, it's not the what, it's the why. Like it's, it's cool to come into this space when it's hot, but if you're coming in to, to pitch an investor, if you're coming in to sell a business, like that should be a byproduct of the why the why really should be back in 2015, when I started this company and walked, you know, around in California, the power of this plant is serious, man, on an individual level, on a societal level, the, the real players in the space understand that and are committed to, to doing that. And those will be the big business winners, but you can't put the cart before the horse. It has to be commitment to the plant and the industry. And at Jane, that's what we're committed for. And I'm 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future of this space. No matter what it looks like, Jane will be here. Awesome. Socrates, thank you for joining us today, my friend. You have a good one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate everything you guys do. Take care. Bye. Great interview. Awesome to have Socrates on. Really nice to catch up. I mean, really, really interesting to hear his thoughts about organic growth uh, and how people do not focus on that in this industry. Javi, I don't know if you caught that, man. I agree. And uh, I, I, I think he also made an interesting, like, you know, a footnote, which is like, being publicly traded changes things, right? So mm -hmm. as he mentioned, and he's nodding in the, in, the, in the backstage, it's, you know, if you're spring big, if you're weed maps, you, you got to keep your stock up, right? And, and, and the market is not particularly patient. They, the market well, they is- They don't trade on fundamentals early. right now. There's no trading on fundamentals. Mm -hmm. it, it, is, it is so hard for investor relations people in this industry. Like, honestly, my heart goes out to, 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 to people who are controlling or focusing on building stock. Uh, it is a tough time, but you know, to your point, Javi, you have more responsibility, you have more transparency when you have to focus on it. But that being said, any last words from the man, the myth, the legend, the international man of mystery, the Argentinian action figure himself, Javier Haas. I am coming from Argentina to the U.S. in September for the Benzinga Ooh. Cannabis Capital Conference taking place in Chicago September 27 and 28. All the best companies, the biggest investors, all the entrepreneurs in the space, CEOs, publicly traded companies, everyone you want to meet in one friggin' room. Well, actually, a bunch of rooms, but like one specific location, which is the Marriott Magnificent Mile. Go to bzcannabis.com and join us. Come say hi to Elliot, myself. Y'all, we love dissenting viewpoints too. If you want to come and come to share your own viewpoint, let us know. You know, we, we love that. Cannabis should be about uh, diversifying the content and education because I feel like we have all had to uh, just jump on the single bandwagon. You know, it's not what this industry is about. So that's what these Pass events the are. Joints. Pass the joints. Puff, puff, pass Javier. Um, all right, y'all. Appreciate it. Benzinga.com slash cannabis for all your cannabis news throughout the day. Until Thursday, same bad time, same bad place, 1 Eastern time, uh, right where you're watching now. Or if you're listening later on, let us know what you think. We'll see you then, y'all. Have a good day. Peace. Peace.